And welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And Jeremy, we are continuing our oughts sequels. You ought to know these sequels. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> we are doing episode 94 of the Deuce Podcast. We're going up there. We're in our 90s. That's true. We are. Yeah, in our 90s, kiddos. Oh. Get off my lawn. Oh. And we are doing... The second installment to the Matrix trilogy, The Matrix Reloaded. Obviously, of course, this is uh, Wachowski. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Wachowski's? Uh, yeah, Wachowski's? Well, Wachowski's. Wachowski's? Yeah. Siblings? Yes. They just go by the Wachowski's. They now. just go by that. Or the so. Wachowski's. <laughs> That's what it is. Wachowski's. Wachowski's. Oh, my God. Wow. The, the Warcheskis run uh, the uh, pub down the street. How many times have we seen Cloud Atlas and we still don't know their names? Okay. Yeah. Obviously, this was before um, all the news that came out that uh, they wanted to uh, not be, they didn't think that the gender that they were born with was the gender that they were. Gender, so, gender dysmorphia. Yeah. 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 So uh, there you go. So um, I, I, it was the brothers at the time. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah. This is the second of the Matrix movies. They film these back to back. Am I right on this? I don't know. Like, look, this movie. <laughs> what? The Matrix, the Matrix movies aren't my, like, this is like where, and I love sci-fi. Don't get me wrong. But I was late to the Matrix train because I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was Keanu Reeves. I didn't know if it was just because of the hype behind it. And yeah. I'm not that hype hype person or the fact that I always you always saw parodies of it but I never saw Matrix what it was parodying do you know what I mean yeah and so that became part of the lexicon itself so it's like it's like you already watched the movie even though you didn't yes and then I eventually saw saw it on like television and I don't really pay attention when I watch stuff on TV and commercials are involved it's hard to pay attention. No, it is. That's yeah. why, like, a lot of that is just the background sound of your life. So, it is. It is the background. Yes. Yes. It's exactly right. It's a movie. Um, you can stream this movie on Amazon. Yep. So, it's part of your Amazon Prime subscription. So, you can do that. Thanks, Amazon. Thank you, Amazon. Yeah. I'm going to assume you can do the third one, too. So, you can probably watch the whole yeah, both of them are trilogy. Yeah. I don't know if you can watch Jupiter Ascending, but don't. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, compared <laughs> to this one, like if I watch Jupiter Ascending right after this, it might be okay. It might be. I mean, kind of the same. I don't know. Their their style has grown a lot, too. I mean, Lily and Lana. Yeah. Obviously, these are the directors of uh, Cloud <clears throat> Atlas that we yes. both kind of enjoyed. I think I think Lily and Lana together have this very like a, a very specific visual style, uh-huh. um, and I saw some of that like starting up in the mate the original Matrix uh-huh. movie, and you see some of it continued here, but like obviously it's been more refined over you the years. You can even see that in Bound, their first movie that they did. Yeah, I think you I think you can, but that's yeah. just me. But and, and that is more of a neo noir in, in a way. So yeah, speaking of neo. <laughs> nice segue there, huh? I guess. I guess, right? <laughs> All right. This movie also uh, obviously stars Keanu Reeves again as yep. Neo, and we got Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus. Carrie Ann Moss as Carrie Trinity. Ann Moss. 
Uh, we got Carrie Moss in all of her leather glory, gloriousness. Yeah, <laughs> we we have uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving, Agent Smith, who was in like every one of their movies. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, is, yeah. He, is he in uh, oh, Speed Racer? In uh, I don't know about that. You know, I've never seen that. It doesn't surprise me. I kind of want to. I don't know why, but that's just um. Yeah. They, look, these guys make <laughs> movies that these guys make movies that you want to see. Having said that, like once you do watch them, sometimes they don't. It doesn't kind of, kind of follow through sometimes, yeah. like in the so, execution. So visually, um, Speed Racer is very vibrant and flashy and everything. As far as like a movie that I enjoyed, like I kept laughing at it because at one point I went. What the hell just happened? Yeah. Like it was just like over the top. Yeah. But I mean, it was kind of how it was meant to be, yeah. I think, with that one. So. Well, there you go. But before we go any further, let everyone know that we are part of the No Phony Podcast Network, a network that has many glorious independent podcasts, including ourselves and our counterparts, ABC D Bags, which is basically another podcast that I do. And we also have Saturdays with Chicken Duck. Yes, we do. We have. Uh, two Grave Girls, right? Yeah, not Two Grave Girls, oh, just The Grave the Girls. The Grave Girls. I'm thinking of Two Girls on a Bench. Oh, I thought you were thinking of Two Broke Girls. No, sorry. I got those two. No, I, I mixed those two. I'm sorry, Grave Girls. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, and uh, many others. Yes. We've got Sports Cup Podcasts, Bible Podcasts. Yeah, pol- uh, Politicians, Politics Podcasts. Who sketch comedy. Have their work cut out for them this week. Uh, Which, uh, release, yeah. Release the Clowns, so yes. comedy. Uh, comics, we've got all sorts of stuff. Actually, this week, uh, the featured pod, or the featured podcast, um, is, it's actually a band. So, 390. Uh 390 is well they score the soundtrack to the to the lives of the no phony network people sure basically the uh they've done a lot of music for our uh for our network um for politics with dummies you can hear some of that but um you know they have stuck there with us through the whole thing um you know and always supported and backed everybody up so definitely please go check them out if you go to nophonynetwork.com uh you can find them there um yeah just go check them out uh they do have uh i believe they have some things on trying to think here if they have some stuff on youtube also but yeah they they for sure have stuff on youtube so i thought they did in my research when we first joined the 390 band yeah yeah yeah. so yeah if you go to 390 band you'll see there um if you go to the website and click on their logo and it'll take you to a bunch more stuff for them see that's how cool we are not only do we have Podcast, we've got bands. It's true, we do. That's how cool we are. Check them out. Speaking of cool, time for, to drop the deuce on, on this movie. I, okay. Yeah, well, no, I'm not really getting good at the segues. <laughs> I'll try to do worse ones along the way in this recording of uh, the deuce. But shall we drop the deuce on this? Yeah, let's do it. Do we have a plot synopsis for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matrix I can, I can do that. So in... In this second adventure of the Matrix trilogy, Neo and the rebel leaders estimate that they have 72 hours until Zion falls under siege of the machine army. Only a matter of hours separates the last human enclave on Earth from 250,000 sentinels programmed to destroy mankind. 
But the citizens of Zion, emboldened by Morpheus, a conviction that the one will fulfill the oracle's prophecy and end the war with the machines, rest all manner of hope and expectation on Neo, who finds himself stalled by disturbing visions as he searches for a course of action. And if none of that makes sense, well, there you Congratulations. go. Congratulations. You've watched Matrix Revolution. You've watched the Matrix trilogy. <laughs> oh, Matrix no. Reloaded and Revolution. They both are about I'm going to assume for- that this one's a little bit better than the third one. There's some redeeming qualities about this movie that I will t- we'll touch on here. So, um, But go ahead. This movie, to me, gets more into like this kind of like... It's got like the hypotheticals and some like uh, almost like more theoretical pieces to it. Yeah. And I think that the last movie is more like, oh, there's a lot of action and there's a lot of like stakes are incredibly high and, you know, things are dark and crazy and gigantic. So I'm going to assume that they probably didn't know this it was going to be a huge hit like they thought like like it became this big you know super global kind of hit and that this movie kind of eats its own tail based on the fact of the first movie yes do you know what yeah. i mean i think there's a lot in it that i'm just like why'd you pump up the energy on this just you know what i mean like yeah. it's like Oh, we had slow motion in the first movie. Let's just every once in a while put in a slow motion thing. Yeah. For no reason. Well, when they Sometimes first did, did but. when they first did bullet time, it was so revolutionary. Like, right. But then stuff came after that. Yeah. Even between this movie and 2003. Yes. From the Matrix. Um, But even then they like they the technology improved with, you know. Right. CGI and stuff like that. And so they were like, Ooh, let's just go all in. Yeah, but for me, and uh, this movie almost became a parody of its own self. Yeah. In, in parts. There's some moments that, that aren't. Yeah. That I believe are, are highly original. Yes. In, in, its, yeah. exec- in its execution. Yeah. Which we'll talk about. But I really believe that it's just kind of, it's a product of the first movie that kind of just really... I don't know, like ate its own tail. It really did. It was like, but it was kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, because when you get something that's so huge that you don't, didn't think it was going to. Yeah. Because part of me thinks that maybe this really wasn't a trilogy. Like people might say, oh, you know, they probably wrote it as one. No, they didn't. I feel like it wasn't. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. The, um, the original, uh, the original one, I really feel like was supposed to be a one-off. They left it, open ended but I, I guess they weren't very specific with the ending but it didn't feel very open ended yeah it was like you know I'm out here I'm gonna keep fighting you peace out suckers right. and like he takes off and it's like okay fine and then this movie was like oh shit now we need to build more mythology around that <laughs> and so like right it, that's what I believe but yeah, yeah. And it's like I think what the movie suffers from is it doesn't quite know how it wants to approach it. So it doesn't know if like the first movie was very much like an Alice in Wonderland or Alice through the looking glass kind of parallel. Um, This one doesn't do that so much. This one is more like um, it's a take these almost like heavy handed like nods with religion and, like, and like Jesus and the yeah or like you know like or 
Yeah. I mean, and different and saviors and stuff like that. Yeah. Even, well, shit, even different. Um, to, I mean, you got Morpheus. We had that before. Trinity. Right. Uh, you start adding in other characters with like different religious names and like you yeah. start running into different parts of, of like the Matrix itself, which has this kind of religious yeah. kind of. Let's, let's start with the first problem that this movie does have. And the first part of the first problem I think this movie has, it has too much exposition at the beginning. Like yeah. it feels like it's trying to tell you something and it, it's just like, get on with it. There are really long scenes that, that, that don't matter. There's the, there's the, the scene in, in what is it called? Zion where they're in there and they have like a rave. Oh, well that, oh yeah. That so lasts like four, it, it seems like 20 minutes, even though it's yeah. not, but it seems like forever. Well, okay. So they have the whole scene like at the beginning you get where like Neo's having visions. They go in the Matrix. They get out of the Matrix. They're doing the all this stuff. Beginning of the movie, okay, he because oh, he's dreaming, right? Yeah, he's dreaming very specifically about the 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 death of uh, Trinity. Trinity, right? Yeah. So specifically, he knows exactly what that guy that works at that place when he's punching the 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 time, the time clock. card. Yeah. Yes. Why have that in there? At the beginning, I'm like, no. Well, you know, and I think that's I again, I think they're going with this religious experience piece of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so obviously time has passed. It's about six months. Yeah, and like, um, so I think Tank, it was Tank or Dozer, I can't remember. Right, it was, was Tank. one of the brothers was left on the ship with everybody. He's gone now, so we assume he's dead, but we don't know how or what or, you know, what From what I understood, the actor wanted more money, so they wrote him off? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, for what he did, yeah, we don't need him. <laughs> right. So, uh, he is, uh, he's gone, and we have Link instead um, which in my mind, better actor anyway. Um, oh, way better actor. This is the guy that played um, uh, what's his face on Lost. Yeah, uh, I can't think of his name right Oz. now. Michael, Michael on Lost played Oz. Uh, he was in a great movie called The Edge with uh, Alec Baldwin and uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Guy, I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but oh, uh, Harold Perrineau. Yes. Yeah. Constantine. Yeah. Um, yes, he was. Um, so it's like they're trying to drop all this expository dialogue in the beginning to explain that time has changed and what the situation is now. If you were going to do this, just go full Star Wars and have like a right? have a title card. It's been six months since the liberation of we're blah, blah, fine, blah, blah, I'm blah. I'm fine if you do that. You know, and, and talk that through. I would rather have seen that yeah. and then their ship zip by and be like, oh. Because how many times the- did I pause and I go, wait, what? Like, a lot, like, especially the beginning. I was just like, ugh. And correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like after a little bit, you just gave up asking. I kind of gave up asking. Yeah, because it just was happening Because Because there's a 10-minute orgy rave scene in here that doesn't make, <laughs> make any sense. It was five minutes. Oh, it felt forever. I timed it. Like, the fir- the literally the first time this movie went on, I uh, or we saw it in the theater, I got up and went to the bathroom and came back, and it was still going. Was it going. still going on? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, 
Uh, so, um, but yeah, so the, yeah, when they get to Zion, it's so weird and like, so, and it's so boring. Yeah. And I get, you're trying to establish like the world of Zion. So there's some like skin in the game for us, um, which sorry, Zion's semi ridiculous too. It's like, it seriously is like miles and miles of caverns down to the center of the earth. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, there's heat and pressure and everything, guys. Yeah. There's only so far down that you're okay, but whatever. whatever. Okay. So, uh, but yes, the rave scene, just the unnecessary rave scene. Right. So we get Morpheus. Also, is this R-rated? At least show me some boobs and tits and and they, uh, they had they had tons and, of and boobs. Did they? Yeah, I don't know. Everybody Maybe wears everybody wears fucking. Not potato that I want sack. to see that. Like I obviously don't want to see that. Right. But like I'm like you might as well. I didn't Every, see that. Everyone wore fucking potato sacks. Oh, I guess you're right. Even yeah. in the right light, you could see Monica Bellucci's nipples. Monica like, Lewinsky was in this. Bellucci. Oh, okay, I've heard it both ways. You have not. <laughs> I think that's Jim Belushi's sister. <laughs> oh, Belushi. Oh, never mind. Belushi. Uh, so, but no, there's, yeah. So, like, Morpheus comes out. He's he's delivering this. It's weird. It's, like, halfway between a religious speech and, like, a civil rights kind of. But, like, okay. Like but a survival. It, so, obviously, through the six months, people have now come around and they believe Morpheus? Like, I think they all believe... All these people are like, yeah, let's They go believe in Neo. Oh, okay. But Morpheus is the one who's, like, hyping them all up. Yeah, I guess. He's like, it's weird. It's, it's, very, it's like it's he weird. was the preacher and they're... Anyway, but they he's like... They're like, ooh, hurry, Morpheus is... Or they're starting <laughs> the prayer. And so they do whatever. And then they're like, okay, and now dance! Yes. And at first I was like, and oh, okay, it's just people stomping and like music. cheering. Yeah. At first I was like, is this like the end of, is this Endor? Like I was just like, yeah. I was like what's well, going on? With they're those? playing like drums. drums. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then all of a sudden it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Anyway. It's, the Matrix has always suffered from a lot of like trance kind of music. <laughs> okay. So that's that's the one like look it's it's so hard for me with that it's too much exposition yeah it's, it's too much the once he reaches the oracle that's when like to me the movie starts right yeah the movie kind of picks up yes but we took forever to get there I'm like like you said why not crawl that show a little bit of uh Zion and then get to the Oracle right away. Yeah. Boom. That's what we want anyway, right? Yes. Yeah. Like once we got there, I was like, find me. Yeah, right. Even I, I knew. Was, I was like, find me. Yeah. I was looking. And I was happy to get to Gloria Foster because I was like, okay, right. yeah, this is good. Right. I love her in this. So he gets the call. He gets the thing. A chip or whatever it is. How did he get that? I don't know. It's, you can how transport you, that through the Matrix? No. But that's how, it, that's how it happened, though, right? In the movie? I guess. Because they just handed it, the message from through the like Oracle. the envelope, and they, I guess the envelope can go through the, the Matrix. Well, they handed it to... No, no, so where they where he got that, yeah. they were in the Matrix. Right, but I don't know how well, then that he, transferred through the Matrix. Well, then he probably had them upload the data to the ship or something. Cause maybe, maybe. Because they do that thing where they're like, hey, I need to learn how to pilot a helicopter. And they're like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> and all of a sudden you know how to do a helicopter. Yeah, whatever. 
I know kung fu. So they go they go to meet the oracle. Yeah. And this is this is you know where we kind of you know get. Well, first of all, didn't she say like they that Neo isn't the one in the first movie? She did. Yeah. But it turns out he was the so one. So it turns out she's a lying bitch. Well, she says, I've never been happier to be wrong. Oh, okay. So, you know, whatever. Or no, no. She says, uh, you're making a believer out of me. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. Says. That's what it was. Um, God, and I love her so much. So Gloria Foster I died. I love Gloria between, Foster. Don't get me wrong. She died. She died between this movie between and the, the this third one. one. Yeah. Which, since they were filmed back to back, like, that was pretty sudden in there. Right. Um. The uh, don't forget too. We also have him fighting Seraph, who's the, the her like bodyguard guy. It, to me, that was just a, it's a weird scene. Right, I'm like, right. ugh. it was just like superfluous fl- like fighting and wire work stuff. Look at this point, like Neo is like, it's the Superman complex where it's like nothing can destroy Superman. Yeah. So it's like, why even? Why do we even like worry about Neo? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he can just fly out of nowhere. You know, he's invincible in a way. His his fights are interesting to me, but for the most part, the character is boring. Oh, boring. because it is. It's just like Superman. It's like, well, if there's no, like, if there's know. no risk. What's the reward? Right. That's what I mean. Like, there's nothing. There's no risk to it. Yeah. So why you're not rewarding the audience for? I think the like I think just the, fucking twist some guy's neck and then we're done. Yeah, basically. twist Zod's neck and yeah, you know whatever. Yes, anyway, go ahead. Um, so like you have the whole fight with Seraph leading into the which I thought was like ugh, whatever. Yeah. It's just them wanting an extra fight and then you get into <laughs> the Oracle, which was great, where she tells him to go right. find the. The key master. The key maker. The key maker. Sorry, not the key master. <laughs> the Go the find the doorkeeper. <laughs> the key master. So they find Rick Moranis and <laughs> Um So <laughs> I don't know, like um So then we get the whole uh, a million gazillion Agent Smith guys. Oh right? yeah. And this is where things get. Yes, kind of, again, with the next fight is right here. Right. So the next fight's right there, like in the whole uh, courtyard of wherever they're at. Yeah. In the in the back of, uh, you know, corner alleys of the Matrix. I don't know what I don't even know what the Matrix is. I'm so confused. So it's, I am. I'm like, remember, I was like, where are they? Are they in the? Because I'm not really that into the, these movies. So I'm like, are they? When, when I deal with, like, Star Wars, I know they're in the sky. I know they're in a planet far away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, they're underneath the ground. I'm like... <laughs> like, it just was like, well, I didn't want to... When they're like, wearing potato sacks, that's yeah. when they're in the real world. And when they're wearing... Leather. Weird leather trench coats and, like, purple, you know, purple vests <laughs> and, like, those, like, gangster armbands. You know, like, then I turn to you, I go, why does, why does Keanu Reeves' Neo look like uh, Ethan Hawke from First Reformed? <laughs> oh, it's so true. Because First Reformed is in the Matrix. <laughs> that makes total sense now. It actually, make, it actually would make a little that bit more the sense. The transcendentalist of, of it makes yeah. total sense now. Oh, my God. Yeah, there you go. Paul Schrader, get on that. Okay. <laughs> this movie puts the no, trans and transcendentalism. Like, like everyone, like, I think a lot of people talk about this when they talk about uh, the Matrix. Is the whole 
like a hundred billion Agent Smiths. Yeah. You know, the whole fight scene. Yes. And what kind of worked in the movie theater, I'm gonna assume doesn't work on the on when you're at home nowadays. Because there's a lot of a lot of close ups of this where it's like the special effects don't look very well. Well, think of when it came out though. It came out in two thousand three. Right. Back so. then, yeah. But but there's a goofy moment where he knocks down 10 other Agent Smiths with one Agent Smith, and we got a bowling ball, well, like, me, sound effect. Yeah. The 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 wire work on this is super awkward, I think. Like, I think so, too. Like, I've seen Close plenty up, of movies. I think it is. I've I seen think. plenty of movies where people are fighting with, like, wire on wires. Yeah. But this movie does a lot of where you can tell what's happening and where they're moving. It was, like, a little over-ambitious Well, this is why work. I think this movie eats its own tail is because I think that they were like, well, okay, let's just up the ante of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And so it's like, well, he's going to flip, and then we're going to make that flip, do that flip, and make it slow motion. Yeah. They're like, why? Yeah. Why make that and slow they, motion? They kept doing it over and over, like the back flip over, like, where he flipped, like, Four times, yeah. obviously on the wire. Like now, don't get me wrong. Kept doing those like, shots. there's some technical, you know, parts of that yes. that are fine. Yeah, agreed. That that work fine, but there's a moment where when when I'm like, that's these are different people playing Hugo Weaving. I can yeah. tell. Yes, there there was kind of a chunkier Hugo. There was there was a there. thick Hugo. There was weaving. a thick Hugo. Thick two C thick. I was I was gonna say, and I was just like. I don't think that's you go weaving, but that's just <laughs> uh, so we get that little fight scene, yeah, that, that goes on, and uh, yeah, uh, and he fought, what's he do? Like he, oh, there's one part of that. Like I'm sorry, anyone can just jump into this, this, like see this, so that the girl that has the tomatoes and she drops the tomatoes can just walk into this and see what's going on, and then change into. To uh, Agent Smith? That's well. She didn't change into Agent Smith at first. Yeah, but she was a different agent because that's that was in the first movie. The okay. agents take over people, and you saw that all through the freeway scene. Yes, where I the got agents that. are taking over. So when somebody gets within proximity of what they're doing, or they see something, the Matrix is alerted, and right. so they send Turner into an agent for. Oh, okay. So that's what happened. She turned into an agent. Okay. And then the agent, then Smith. So his whole thing is he's been free. Like he gives him his little earpiece but and I'm stuff. Sorry, but Maria on Sesame Street just is walking by. I mean, because this looks like Sesame Street to me. But that's just it. Actually, kind of does look yeah, like Sesame Street. It was. But Agent Smith now can take somebody's body over. He's like a virus. Like oh, okay, computer virus. Now, he was destroyed in the first movie, right? From what I remember, yeah. But he was like kind of, I guess, reborn. Like they don't really explain how he comes back. Right. He's just kind of reborn into this new thing. Was he reborn through an AOL account? Is that why he was? was? I think that's why. (laughs) They do a way better job of avoiding the like dial-up internet thing thing in this one. Uh, The first one, that definitely was prevalent. Um, (laughs) In that, that park scene, there is a... The thing that doesn't work for me, like, so early... Like the, people have been using CGI for quite some time, and and by the late '90s, early 2000s, we're starting to get some pretty good results from it. Yeah, I'm not saying you're not right. Uh, some things worked better than yeah. others, but in this one, so like in 2003, there were a couple movies around that time 
where they started going, we're going to do CGI people and try to make them photorealistic. Um, like Blade 2 is somewhere around here. Uh, and they have a scene where like the oh, vampires true. are fighting yeah. Blade and it's all CG. Remember? And I was like, yeah. they're all skinny and weird looking. Skinny. Same thing is happening here. Their bodies look awkward and they look like weird cartoons. Well, it's also, and it's very uh, Zack Snyder to me. Yeah. Like this whole scene is very like, you know, like a, like a, a bad DC movie that mm-hmm. we've seen over and over again. Like it's just, it just doesn't, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't set well with me. Yeah. There's nothing new because you've already brought the new. Yeah. And the advances that you are making, we've already seen. Yeah. From from the first movie to this. No, so when like, first, what are you going to bring new? When you first saw in theaters like this scene, I was like, holy cow. Like it was crazy. Um, But it, you know, I look at it over time. I didn't think it even held up that well that long after the movie came out. Like after the movie came out, I remember watching it again and being right. like, eh. when he takes that that pole and then like knocks them, that's when it gets kind of when when he, I was okay with the fighting with that. It was when he sticks it in the ground and starts running around on them. That's what I mean in a circle. That's what killed me. That's what kills me too. Yeah. So then uh, we're off to get uh, the keymaker. Ha! I got it right this time. The <laughs> Played by Rick Moranis. No, I'm just joking. And. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, who who's who is ho- like uh, housing the key the key maker the Merovingian? Yes, that guy. Yeah, it was just kind of like a, a windbag. Yeah, he, was, he seems like he likes to hear. Well, they were talk. the Merovingian were basically they had a dynasty. They were basically like, uh, I don't know. They were Frank's. Um, I'm trying to remember what I read about them before. They were like a, they were like mobsters essentially. Uh, makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's, or like it's, rich dynasty. Yeah, of kind people. of in a way, it's kind of like the the uh, uh, you know the mafia of the Matrix. Yeah, in a way, kind of. He so we he have, he's I got two henchmen cool. that are like the albino dreadlock yeah, guys, the twins. Yeah, yeah. So I do think it's cool, like what his character is doing. So when a program is done or it's like outdated or it's moded, sure. they are supposed to be deleted, but they can also go into exile. And then he actually like houses a bunch of these people as like henchmen. So he has like old versions of agents right. that were over, they were over like strong, but they were pretty stupid. Um, He's got whatever those twins are, which for as weird and like part of me is like, ugh, but part of me is like, I love when they phase sort of because they turn into like something else. So I'm just like, what are it's you? Really, I wanted to know what like they were. They're albino dreadlock jellyfish twins. British. Yeah. 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 And British. Yeah. We're getting very upset. Yes. yes. The only they're, they're getting British upset. Yes. I'm getting a little perturbed. Mm. Right. So uh, the uh, th- his his wife, yes, gets Persephone, mad. yes, intense eye no. rolling, decides that she's going to uh, you know uh, basically help them yeah. because of his infidelity. So she's uh, yeah. getting back at him for some 
Classic rich people shit. Re, re, stupid reason. <laughs> she says, I'll tell you where he's at. Just kiss me like you kiss uh, Trinity. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like so what? He, okay. So he kisses her and then like there's a such a stupid line uh, where she's like, he's like, why would you do this to me? The Merovingian shows up at his house and he's like, why would you do this? And just she goes... Uh, you still have her lipstick on you. And he's like, oh, yeah. oh there's no lipstick. And Where's she goes, the lipstick? Not on your mouth. Uh, How the fuck would you see that? What are you talking about? And he's right. like, mm. I, I, please. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Go ahead. But I thought this fight was better than the parking lot fight. I thought so too, but it's also something that like, because of the 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 technical aspect of the other one, I kind of remember the park or the the park one a little bit more than this one. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because the gimmicky of the whole of all the agents. But yeah, you're right. This one's a little bit better, but yeah. not by much. I mean, it's still good. There's still good action in this 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 portion of it. So then they uh, they uh, try to get the keymaster guy to safety. Yes. Um. So the keymaster, I love this character, by the way. Oh, love him. They they when they go into his uh like his prison cell he's in and there's just keys everywhere on the walls. Yeah. I, actually this is this is one of the parts of this movie that I that I do like and I almost wish they would have put more into this than like some of the either the fighting or like the pseudo yeah. pseudo intellectual stuff they were Tell me churning out. But like I like the idea that there are, outside of the people who are living there in the Matrix, like, trapped or whatever, that there are... Do it. What? No, I love it too. <laughs> that I'm there ready. are, like, programs with specific functions. Um, it reminds me, if anybody's watched, like, American Gods. Yeah. yeah same so kind of thing. It kind of reminds like, me of that. In a way. There's this kind of thing below like the there's surface. A, there's, a re- there's a purpose for everything, and everyone has yeah. its own place. Yeah, so, like, the, the key maker is making... He basically can get you through all these doors or, like... How do you... He, at, one time, at one point, he even says, like, how do they, they ask, how do you know this? Well, I... I that's what I've programmed to know. Yeah. That I is know my because job. I have to. I have to, yeah. But that means the Merovingian, that means Persephone, that means all these people have functions. Like, I wish they would have gone in to be like, these characters are this thing. Or like, this is like a, you know, the two creepy albino twins are like an antivirus software. That makes sense to me. That kind of went, you know. Have some ideas like that. Not necessarily. They're they're Norton antivirus uh, because obviously they, you know were somewhat effective. Yeah. So definitely not Norton. Um, <laughs> so, but I would have liked to, to see more of that, like, and to build, they tried building this mythology and it almost goes beyond the matrix. I just want the matrix to be the, the contain the mythology. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything? And almost make like a new pantheon of gods within the, within the Pretty matrix. Much. Just do yeah. that. So let's uh, let's talk about what uh, I believe and probably you believe is the best part of this movie. I would say one of the greatest scenes that lasts quite some time in this movie, but in a good way. In fact, um, when it was over, I wanted more. That's how that's how great it was. Um, we're talking. I'm talking about the freeway. We, scene. Oh, oh, I was gonna. 
I was going to say when Link goes home to talk to his wife, but yeah, no, not sure. Really. Okay. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, the freeway scene is, I think is fantastic. Oh and my God. This move, this scene is crazy. It took up three months to shoot this freeway scene. Yes. And you can tell. Yeah. Every, the, I think what works about this is the practical effects are so well done. Yes. And executed to a point where you're like, I almost forgive almost everything that came before it just because of this movie. Yes. But I don't. Because <laughs> I'm still kind of angry about, about some of that stuff. Yeah. But this just blew me away. Well, it's, it's, and it kept I've never... going and going and going. And I'm like, I want more of it. Please give well, me more. I completely agree. Uh, this is, and I turned to you and I was like, this scene has three acts to it. Like mm-hmm. it is... It's a very fleshed oh, out scene. It's like a concerto. It's yeah. like it's just yes. It's boom, boom, you know. And very obviously devoid of Neo, Neo. in all I, of this. I was thinking of that too. I was like, there is no Neo except yeah. at the end. There's my favorite part of the movie has no Neo in it. Yes. Wow. Yeah, surprise. Um there are things in this scene that I think it's super cool and like I never thought of and I'm so I'm a big comic nerd I love X-Men um, so the albino twins at one point because they can phase through yeah. things they get in front of the vehicle one of them phases like into the street or something like that and then phases or no he phases uh, and then like lands in the seat of the car like of the car with the uh, key maker in it. Yeah. And they have this cool little mini fight inside yes. the thing, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I was like, hey, how come Shadowcat doesn't ever do that? Like she can phase through things. Why doesn't she just do that? And so after I saw that movie, I kept wanting to see her do things like <laughs> that. And then uh, so there's this cool like you get these giant fights and there's like gunfights and there's cars hitting each other. And we get this like little mini fight where uh, the three of them are like defending or either trying to get or defending the key maker. He's yeah. sitting right there uh, and all within the confines of the car. So it's almost like this miniature, whatever's happening outside. It's just happening right. in here. I thought it was well done. I said that this, this rivals uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. It really does. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's on, on that oh, yeah. car. Yes. I believe that. And um, and also, like, Lawrence Fishburne is really good in this scene. Yes. Yes. My favorite like, scene with him like, in these movies. Yes. Because normally I'm like, Ugh. And he doesn't have his sunglasses on. Did you notice that? Yeah, he, he, he popped yeah, them fight. off at one yeah. point. Yeah. But no, I thought it was great. And he handles that sword really well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it's just the whole... I remember going, holy shit. I loved... Uh, so the first act is they're both together. Uh, in the next part, uh, they they get off the road. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne jumps onto the, or Trinity goes on her own way on a motorcycle with the keymaker, while Lawrence Fishburne like blows up. He does a cool thing where he like slices the tires uh-huh. of the car, and when it flips over, he just shoots the gas tank underneath of it and mm-hmm. blows it up. I was like, oh my god, that's mm-hmm. so cool. And then later, when Trinity's on the motorcycle and she's coming, and you see Lawrence Fishburne, he stabs the sword into the side of the truck, basically gets down to it, and then 
grabs the keymaker off of that. I'm like, this scene is great. Yes, like, this has been fucking fantastic. And it's going like a lot of times when I when I watch this movies and like I feel like it's going on way too long. Yeah, I get really restless. Yes, and even though this this took a lot a chunk of time to film a lot of chunk of the movie, I wanted more of this. Mm-hmm. I really did. Uh, when that when Neo comes in and swoops, yeah, uh, swoops up Morpheus and, and, and the key guy, I was like, ah, damn it, yeah. Can we have more of this? <laughs> yeah, when I really, I really did. I really wanted more, but yeah. When the semi crashes and you see it crumple and start exploding, yeah. that was pretty. Cool. And then awkward CGI Neo comes in <sighs> and snatches him up and flies away. Yeah, that's the only that's the only part where it's really awkward that yeah. that where it blows up and you're like, oh god. Ugh. Yeah. Although when it crumples and you see them launching forward like in slow yeah, motion, that I was, was like, cool. oh god. I mean, that was pretty cool. Well, they have to jump over. Uh, yeah, and, and and do that with the semi. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but uh, obviously he uh, <laughs> they get the key. Uh, the key master. Do I? Is it key maker? Maker. Why I say master? God damn it! Key meister. Now you're onto something else. Oh no, key master. It's the key meister. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, um, and uh, he's telling them what he what he that he that he needs to do. Go ahead and. Uh, go ahead with this plot because I'm a little fishy with well and going. the whole thing with like they have to do this big coordinated right. deal to get down to um uh to basically get to see something through a special room that only the the one may enter uh and so they have to do this whole coordination of like uh knocking out the power and doing all this they have trinity sit out because you know neo's like i've been having these bad dreams about you and uh Something goes wrong. Like the the robot sentinels have like wised up. They start instead of getting within the EMP range. Now they've started throwing bombs from further away. Uh, so like they take out one of their support things. So Trinity has to go in. So now her life is in jeopardy. And uh, they pull off this big kind of heist uh, where Morpheus and uh, Neo fight their way through a bunch of smiths to get the key ma- the keymaker. You got me doing it now. Keymaker through the door, which I thought I like this effect they keep doing. Um, it's nothing new necessarily, but uh, I think they do use it well in this movie. They did it here and in the Merovingians like castle yeah, thing. I think I know where what you're talking about. Somebody walks through a door and closes it. And when the next person opens it, it's somewhere else. Somewhere else. I mean, it, I always, it's something we've seen over and over. Yeah, again. but for some reason, but I think it, it works. works well in this movie. Do you know why it works? It's because it's something different, something we didn't see in the first movie. Yes, and we're seeing it in this movie. Yeah, I think anything new that you can bring to this movie, yes, works better than the stuff that was in the first movie. And we overdid it. Yeah. Let's make it more. Because it makes me, because I feel it's within the mythology of the Matrix. Like, if it's just a computer-generated world, why couldn't that happen? Exactly right. So, like, they could have played around with that more. But, yeah, I love, like, it was such a simple thing. What about a fight scene where you're going through doors and stuff like that? Yes. That would have been amazing. Or do, like, a a Scooby-Doo thing where you're running back (laughs) and forth. through Or something. Which is kind of what happens here. The key maker is like, oh, boy. And he, like, runs through one door. In the hallway, yeah. and comes out another one by the main end door. 
Um, and they they escape through there, but he gets killed in the you know the the battle. Um, they they get there and they're like, you have to go through the door. Neo goes in, and there's this scene <laughs> that I wholeheartedly dislike. Oh my god! Well, no, I, I'll take that back. I won't say wholeheartedly. There's I little pieces of it that I do enjoy. Just like the scene, I'm just like, it's almost a speed bump. Yes. In in like where we could be going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, ugh. I think the scene like could have been tacked cooler. on. He's okay. So they meet the architect, the guy, the program that basically right played by Colonel Sanders. Yeah, <laughs> who built the Matrix. <laughs> um, originally offered to Sean Connery. Sean Connery, but he turned it down, uh, presumably, um, <laughs> because. Because a fortune teller was like, don't do that. <laughs> um, probably because he was like, what is this? Yeah, you know he, probably, I mean? he did. probably didn't know what it was. Well, then he did the Avengers, not the good Avengers, the Emma Peel and John Steed Avengers. He was the main bad guy. Was in he that. the main bad guy in that? God, yeah. That movie is fucking awful. Wearing a kilt oh, and throwing little oh like, arrows. And he, oh, yeah, and he wore a teddy bear suit. Oh my anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I I saw that movie, quick side note, I saw that movie in the movie theater with my best friend Piper at the time. And sitting behind us, out of the blue, was my Uncle Spencer with his new wife, Michelle. And they're like, Ooh. yeah. And, and they were, I was like, why are you wanting to go see this movie? They're like, oh, I liked the, I liked the TV show. And it was awful. Yeah. Oh, with the Grateful Dead bears and everything. Yeah. Oh, it was so terrible. I... I saw, um, I saw also the Avengers. I saw it in the theaters when they first had the. And we were the only people in the audience. I swear, it was when my we, uncle. When we first had the, uh, the like stand up of it, me and my best friend Ben were like, "Oh my god!" We were freaking out because we thought it was Marvel's The Avengers. And we're right. like, "Who do you think these characters are? Is that Jarvis and Black Widow?" Nope. And his his mom went, or his, his mom or his uncle we were with was just like that's an old TV show. Yeah, and we were like son of a bitch. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. we're in the we're talking about the architect. Yes. Yeah, so the architect, um, I can tell you what does and doesn't work for me here. Um, I do like that he's just like, I have your every decision, like every choice you could possibly make is pre planned out. Like I I've calculated all of it. And you see, like, those TVs that are around him, and it has yeah. all those Neo faces on it. Each one of those is a different possible choice he could make. Okay. And it zooms in through one of those TVs, the one the choice that he then makes, which I thought was a oh, neat Oh, that's how? I didn't know that's what yeah. was going on. So that's why some of them are flipping him off, or, like, some yeah. are crying, some are doing other things, and then it zooms in on one who's like, I have more questions. Right. Because that's the choice he picked, is to ask more questions. So it's like... Okay, so Go all to these seventy seven. Yeah, so all I like that. I think it's a cool concept. I think it could probably be pulled off better it's now. It's not executed very well. No, it's not executed very well. But I like the concept. Yeah, I do too. Um, I also liked the. To me, it was, and it still is. It actually is more for me now. I think than it was then. Um, because I don't think I quite got it the first time I watched it. I was confused by this the scene. whole thing is very confusing. But he says, 
because um, they they talk in this movie about how Zion was they the robots have been imprisoning us for a hundred years. Well, it hasn't been a hundred years. It's been way longer than a hundred years. And uh, turns out this is the sixth time that they've gone through this process. So what they do is they, when people start, the first Matrix didn't do very well because it wasn't believable and so on and so forth. Gotcha. But uh, as time went on, they got it down, but they said, okay, look, there's always going to be bugs in the program where people get out and escape. They'll start the Zion, whatever it is, or like, the you know, we need to be able to like track these guys down. Yeah. And so they would, they have the thing about the one who is a person when he goes in the Matrix has like certain like God mode codes going on so that he can do special things. It's all planned that there's this person. So he makes it out of there. He makes it out of there. And then when he gets to this point, he tells him or tells him or her, the one you need to pick like 14 women and seven men to restart the next Zion. And then everybody else will be eradicated. So you can either keep humanity going or we'll kill all of you, including the ones in the chambers. Why 14 women and seven men? Because it would provide enough genetic diversity. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So if you're doing math. Like yeah. our hot dogs and hot dog buns combo. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. Sure. But no, that's to repopulate Zion and then like, you know, as people will join it and do yeah. whatever. But basically, it's supposed to be them. They they basically cull it every once in a while. Well, wasn't and the other choice like to save what's her bucket? Yeah, he's like, so right now your choice is to go do this, or you can save Trinity, who of course uh, effed all of it up. Uh, she's been fighting agents and now is falling out of a window. He's like, you know, the I know that he's, he's like, I know you have this chemical whatever that makes you think you love something, yeah. but you need come on, you're gonna save humanity. And he starts thinking about it and he goes, he's like, okay, if you leave, we'll eradicate not only the people in Zion, but any person inside the matrix. And we'll find a new power source, like piss off. We, we got options. And uh, he's like, no, nope, sorry, I'm going to go save sorry. Trinity. And so sorry. he goes out and saves really, her. I really like having sex with Trinity. So yeah, screws she's humanity. She's got all sorts of. Holes that come put in her arms and her spine. So he flies and, her and saves her and then pulls the bullet out. Yeah, which was this re- part. I was like, restarts her heart. Yeah, they they, they have this weird out. like she's in like like binary code or whatever, and he reaches in, pulls the bullet out, and then he restarts her heart. And then uh, at the end, their ship gets attacked and and by destroyed octopuses by things? the squid, the sentinels. And yeah. he stops them by the yeah. signals. He stops. He like them. releases some sort of but then electrical he goes into pulse. Coma? Yeah. And, and then, then they. Then it turns out other ships have been destroyed. Yeah. Uh, they were disabled by an, um, a pulse, and then the squids attacked. There was only one survivor, and it's a guy who uh, we are led to believe earlier that Agent Smith has crossed over from the Matrix world into the real world into this guy's brain. Gotcha. Sort of. Yeah, the guy was going to stab Neo earlier and then was like, 
the guy does. I have to figure out who the guy also, is. Like, if you're going to stab Neo, do it then when he doesn't have his powers. Well, he was going to. But do it. But people showed up and well, they probably would have stopped him. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, the guy's name is Ian Bliss. He's also an Australian actor. Um, but all I know is that uh, he does a really good Hugo Weaving impression. <laughs> he does. When he's in the thing, he's like, I understand. I'll be doing this Do you think more. they got him by the fact that they were auditioning a bunch of people that look like Hugo Weaving? They might have. And they were like, oh, you're perfect. Let's just have yeah. you do this as well. So, uh, and then it says to be concluded. Yes, it on does. The screen, which I and, super hate. And I super hate that as well. <laughs> and you've been deuced. And, uh, yeah. So, there's a lot going on in this movie. I do not like that it says to be concluded. I believe that if you're going to make a trilogy, you should you should have a continuous story. But every one of these movies should kind of capsulize the, their own story inside that. And not have to rely on a to be continued cliffhanger that really I don't give a shit about. Because um, at the end of that movie, I said, I officially don't give a shit about the Matrix. Well, okay. I don't. I like Back to the Future. That was the end of it. I like Back to the Future. But yeah, but even between, that was a continued. Between like, two and three. That was a story in itself. Yeah. You know? Yeah, between two and three. The, to be conti- No, this, this was like a revolutionary thing where they were, we were like, ooh, there's only going to be like, months in between these. Right, but I think that hurt this. It did. It really did. Well, part of it too was The Matrix Reloaded then wasn't even on uh, like DVD or VHS yet. Oh, that makes sense. So it's I, like, I don't think it was. I think it was outside of that. So it's, you don't really have the rewatchability. Rewatchability. Back in the day, what they did was they re-released The Matrix Reloaded right before they did oh. Revolutions so that people had a way to see it again so because it wasn't out. could be disappointed even more. Yes, wow. that was the one. Okay. So you've been deuced on that. Let's do our five questions, shall we, Jeremy? We shall. We shall. You know what? I'm going to say, what's your favorite part about this movie? Um. Oh, like I... It got so close to, to getting a mythology nod for me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with the freeway scene. The freeway scene. I, that is, was, that was, it was if you're gonna pull poetry something out, it's in motion. The freeway scene. Yeah. It was poetry in motion. I, I, if the freeway scene isn't on a list of best car chases or best car moments in, in movies, it's a shame because of what they, what they did to that. Yeah. And the practical effects with that. Yes. Like they, they, they are actually really good at practical effects that I wish they would kind of more rely on. Yes. And I think if they actually did that instead of going on like making highfalutin kind of mythologies that don't quite mash up very well. Yeah. Perhaps they, they would have done better. Jupiter Ascending. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, does this make you want to see the first one? Um, No. Yeah, me neither. No, no, no. Like I said, when when it's a to be concluded, I not only did not want to conclude it, I did not want to see the first one. I said I officially kind of understand why I didn't watch these. Yeah. So. Well, and honestly, the look, second if you and like third one is good. Yeah. Like at least you're getting something out of them that I might not have seen, and if that's the case, you at least have an appreciation. For something that is starting a mythology of some sorts. So, so kudos, I guess. 
this movie, it doesn't make me want to see the first one. In fact, the second and the third movies, um, honestly, ruined the first one for me. I was I liked the first one before. I did. Oh, really? And then these came out, and like it was just like any love I had for that just kind of went out the there window. There was a moment when I don't know if it was Hugo or something where not only did not it not make me want to watch the first one, it didn't make me want to watch this the third one. It made me want to watch Cloud Atlas, and I can't think of, but it, it was something in the beginning, and I can't really remember it right now. But I love Cloud Atlas. Yeah, me too. And some people hate it, but I love it. Yeah, I like it too. Um, but yeah, like it, it just lost it for me. Actually, this movie is the example. Like, so when I tell people sometimes movies do not need sequels. Yes. This is the example yes. that I use when I, I go, perfect example, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. Like, Matrix, the first movie should have been a standalone movie. The story was done. We didn't need any more. This is just so different from what the first one was. We didn't need these. We did not nope. need these. We didn't need them. Nope. But if they are going to do it, I'm glad that they're trying to make some mythology out of it. Yeah. I, I but it doesn't, like, doesn't execute very well. They were like trying to elevate yeah, something with yeah, it. Yeah, right. They're trying to make so. something of it. Go ahead. Next question. Um, so uh, does this uh, hold up on its own? So does it stand on its own? Does it stand on its own? Um, I don't think it does. No, I don't think it does at Not all. Not if I was pausing it every moment and going, wait, what? Yeah, no, I don't think it does at all. I don't even think it stands on its own if you know the first one. Or I don't even think it stands with the first one. Not if you have to have that much exposition. It's so much it's so disjointed from the first one. It it it's just on a completely different path than the first one was. I think it it doesn't stand well on its own at all. And why is he all like invincible? Like why is Neo just like the greatest invincible thing? because he realized so that that was the whole thing from the first one they were saying you're te- you are uh you'll never be as fast you'll never be as strong or as or invincible because you can't separate your consciousness from the body that you have here right. like it's two different things so now things. all of a sudden he can't so at the end of the first one okay. like they shot him and like that's when he kind of realized oh that that makes sense um it's just code. That's then he could see it as code and everything because he realized this was. It was almost like having a lucid dream where, like, yeah, they say I if you know that. you're dreaming, you can control it and be yeah. do whatever. And so that's what it is. He can do whatever he wants because he knows that it's basically like controlling a video game character. Should we reboot, uh, continue, or cancel this? Cancel. We should cancel it. And why do you say that? Um, because. Uh, sometimes movies should not have sequels made of them. <laughs> you, you pretty much said, you, you said yeah. before. Um, Although, like, I, whenever we go through this, I try to think to myself, like, um, could we do something with, like, parts of it? And I think about the mythology where I was like, hey, I wish we'd have gotten into, like, each character does this thing where they're, like, they're kind of a god or something. Right. I that's, that's what I was going to say. I could get behind that, but, but I'm going to say cancel. But I would say... If you're going to do that, make it its own thing. Yes. 
take this world and just burn it to the right. ground. Don't call it. I mean, I guess start don't something. Call it Matrix. Like, mean, mean I would call it something else. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would. I would have it in context of something else and okay. just yeah, yeah. Jupiter um, okay. And then uh, you call it Jupiter sending. Yes. Okay. I call it Jupiter Jupiter descending. <laughs> it's the it's the sequel that didn't need to be made. Um, the um, uh, and then it's the trilogy Jupiter Jupiter rescinding. Rescinding. Yeah. Um, rescinding, rescinding. Sum up your experience in two words. Uh, own tail. Own tail. Own tail. Yeah. Which means that a lot of this movie got like just it was eating the first movie up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, um. Like when I was talking about how the special effects have come, came a long way from 1999 to 2003, and that a lot of things were just parroting of this movie, of the yeah. first movie, and that this also is kind of a parody of itself, right? Yeah. It's almost like it took itself a little bit too serious and then throws in this, these these goofy sound effects every once in a while. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't play with me. You yeah. either... Either don't take yourself that serious or make it full on, you know, melodramatic. Do not do something half-assed for me because it won't work. Yeah. Um, and just like just how like a bullet time, just we how we just slowed everything down. It's, it's almost like they they didn't try anything new until they got to the freeway. Yes. Part. And then it, we were void of Neo and then it, it worked. But it's funny how like every like I was saying everything that you didn't see in the first movie worked in this movie and everything that you saw in the first movie that they tried to do bigger yep. and better did not work. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I think my two words would be freeway only. So <laughs> if you're gonna watch it, just watch the freeway. Just watch scene. the freeway. You know what? I would have been happy with that. Yeah. It's just 20 minutes of a movie, and it's the freeway scene. Yeah, do it. Boom, that's all you need to watch. Is that really just your two words, sir? Yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. That uh, So we dropped the deuce on Matrix Reloaded. Uh, but uh, where can people find us, Jeremy? Uh, people can find us at uh, the deuce podbean. The deucepodcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, really most of those kind of podcatchers. Uh, you can find us on <laughs> nophonynetwork.com. Uh, you can find us on, uh, well, nophonynetwork.com has all of our podcast sure. mates too. So check all them out. You can find us on Facebook uh, or on Twitter at The Deuce Podcast. And uh, our next episode will be, our last episode of the Ots will be doing The Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement. Royal Engagement. I was like, give me the colon, Royal Engagement. So look forward to that. With Chris Pine. Chris Pine is in that. Yeah, he is. There you go, Chris Pine. Yeah. Look at you. I forgot he was. Oh, he wasn't in the first one, was he? No. No, I know he's in this one. Okay. Nope. So uh, remember, folks, the sequel is king. Feel the funk play!